Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holvert, joined, as always, by my serendipitous friend, Mr. JW Creewall. JW, how are you doing today? Riley, I'm doing okay, man. Yeah? Coding class is, is kicking my butt, but we're keeping, oh, uh, no. keeping it positive. You know, my my younger sister, she's a freshman in college. She yeah. just she FaceTimed me in the middle of the day today to ask for some... For some coding help. Oh yeah, what did what was she working on? Um, I I guess she's like in an intro to programming class. She's working on uh-huh. some sort of like Google Drive based coding language. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, but what's yeah, the language called? I don't I don't remember what it's called. She told me verbally and not over text. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> um, okay. but it was in Google Drive and it was pretty simple stuff. Like she was doing just a very simple like entry level program like, um. You know, a series of nested like if statements with conditional logic and stuff like that. Um, sure. And but I I thought it was funny like that she a is like working on this at all because I didn't really take it as something that she'd be necessarily interested in. Um, yeah. And b like my sister is like doing coding at the same time as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, all in the family. Yeah, exactly. Holbert <laughs> Creewall conglomerate. That's right. That's right. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, what's been going on with you, Riley? Um, kind of the same. Like, um, so the project I've been working on for a while again is wrapping up at the end of the month. So it's really in like hectic mode, all hands on deck. Um, my portion of the project I feel like is in a pretty good spot, but yeah. Um, so kind of my role right now is also like trying to get everyone else to a good spot or like reassuring them and. Um, kind of being like a positive force almost um which can be really stressful because people are very upset right now in general and got oh, no. a lot of that like pre live anxiety kind of like pre-tournament anxiety you know yeah yeah exactly do people feel like they haven't been holding up their end of the bargain or no i think i mean i feel confident in what we're delivering um okay granted i don't have it's impossible for me to have like a fully informed 100% view of everything that's going on, but sure. sure. Um, you know, I think we're going to do something good. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, if you feel confident in it, then I guess you probably don't have like too much stake in it, right? Like you're probably not fine. Yeah, I definitely have stake in the game. Um, really? Yeah. I, but you're, you're not taking like the full, you know, the full heat if it's a giant sure. dumpster fire. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my job is to is to help them out if it is, but not necessarily yeah. in yeah. trouble for it or anything, unless it's my area. It's really critical. Right. But yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, I also did a trivia night yesterday um, and trivia nights always kind of embarrass me because I just don't have the right knowledge for most trivia nights, you know, um, like I'm not super pop culture wise. I'm not super. I don't know a ton about like history. <laughs> so like the kinds of yep. things that like appear on trivia, like there's never a lot of like sciencey or engineering or you know, <laughs> Pokemon or you know video game type. There's never that kind of stuff. So I always feel really dumb on trivia nights. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh trivia nights is just like, you have to have a lot of knowledge, but not like very deep knowledge. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always tell my friends. It's like you need a, you need people with like a different breadth of knowledge, right? Like, yeah. And the questions yeah. usually, if you're familiar with the topic, the question will be pretty easy. Um, but it's the fact that not everybody knows the topic that makes it hard. Yeah, yeah. See, I I feel like I'm generally good at trivia. 
Really? Yeah, generally. Generally. Yeah. I feel like, like I feel of, like I'm a good of component friend, of a trivia team, but not very uh, good at trivia outright. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. You know? I hear you. So it is what it is. I got another week under our belts though. A lot of going ons in the Pokemon world. So uh, let's just start off with some exciting news. So coming right up here at the end of the month, I think it's actually like the midnight for Pokemon Day, right? That this is happening? Yeah, on February 27th. Yeah, so on Pokemon Day, there's going to be a concert, and the headliner is not someone I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah the- I... I am shocked. So Pokemon is going to be bringing in Post Malone for a special Pokemon themed virtual concert. Yeah, so it's <laughs> I mean, I just never would have expected someone with face tattoos to like be ever like a part of Pokemon branding, Pokemon. right? Well, like... So here's the thing, man. <laughs> I think what they probably did, they probably looked up like who is the most well-known artist that's 25 years old. Is Post Malone twenty five years old? Post Malone is twenty five. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I researched this, <laughs> so he's twenty five. He's probably the, you know, arguably the marquee twenty five year old artist. Did you look up like all of the twenty five year old artists to like kind well, of do see, a okay, cross section? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me do. Uh, let's see, music, all artists <laughs> who are twenty five now. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking. Sure. And, uh, the reason I ask is I feel like Post Malone was way bigger, like, two years ago. Not that he yeah. isn't big still, but I feel like people were all about Post Malone, like, two years ago, maybe three. Um, yeah. I don't feel like it's got that same energy. That's fair. That's fair. Not that I'm Just... hating on Post Malone. I mean, his music's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, he, I mean, he, I don't know. It's kind of cool, though. It is right. cool. It is super cool. And I'm sure he'll like, do a good job. Like, Post Malone's on it. He's a pretty nerdy guy, is my understanding. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I kind of view him, too. He's got this kind of, like, uh, kind of a hard front, and then, like, a really Kind of like a goofy, yeah. Like, like a cheese. Yeah. Like, like a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see it, man. I, so, I'm excited for it, you know? Um, I yeah. will be up late those nights. <laughs> anyway, so. well, it's it's supposed to start at seven Eastern. Oh, there you go. Why did oh, I think it started so super you late? Might not even, you might not even have to stay up that late. I thought for some reason I thought it was like midnight or something. No, no, it's it's seven p.m. Uh, Eastern maybe, time. Maybe I looked at it I like a UK I don't time quite zone or something. I don't understand that because like. Pokemon being on the West Coast, like they're starting this concert before like people would get home from work. Like if they work <laughs> nine to five in Seattle, they're not even going to be home by the time the concert starts. So it's, I, I just never understood timing on the West Coast because it just seems like it's everything's way too early. Like do people have? Yeah. I was thinking about this. Do people have like data plans so that they can listen and watch videos on their way back from work? <laughs> Like if you have an event that starts at seven o'clock on the Eastern, uh, you know, Eastern time zone, it's four o'clock. So like, what are you going to do? You're going to just miss it. Watch it later. Maybe there's like higher DVR uh, consumption in, in the, on the West coast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I 
the, these are the things you think about i mean i i think of stuff like um you know nintendo directs they had one today but in the past there were there were a lot of them especially the pokemon directs were often at like 9 a.m eastern or so oh so, we're putting them at six yeah it'd be like 6 a.m on the yeah. on the west coast that just seems so early um, it's just crazy how our country spans four different time zones is it oh, i guess it is four yeah, yeah pretty wild <laughs> well what can you do i guess <laughs> yeah what can you i know yes yeah, it sucks to be in seattle i guess you know <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> um, you know i hate to be in california right now uh, just kidding we have like four inches of snow five inches of snow right now so bring on cali for sure but that is that is not all we're going to talk about today so post malone very cool we're very excited to see what pokemon has in the works but let's bring it on into the meat of the conversation today that is players cup three riley um how's your run going we'll talk a little bit about you know kind of the threshold i was looking up some of the leaderboard stats today but uh how's everything going with you riley and players cup three you have finally gotten into you know kind of the heart of your keys yeah i had another frustrating weekend because my internet kept disconnecting um so i lost i just lost a couple of keys um which was really frustrating um, I don't know what happened, to be honest. Like, I feel like my internet works fine. It always is fine during the workday. It's yeah. It's always fine when I'm doing something silly, but like when I'm trying to like talk with my <laughs> friends or when I'm trying to play a game, it's always yeah. just like crashing on me. So I lost three keys to disconnects. Um, one of them wasn't was not in the first round. The other two were. Um, so unfortunate gotcha. there. Otherwise, though, I'm about a third in with my keys, and I have 45-ish points right now. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, so at, right now, I'm feeling pretty confident about my ability to make it. Um, the only problem is like my stamina for these keys is getting kind of low, um, mostly because now I'm cramming them in after the workday, and <laughs> I'm always so exhausted by then that, um, that I don't really want to do too many of the keys. Um, but, you know, it's been pretty fun. I, I've played mostly Picaram, which has treated right. me pretty well. Um, I'm actually, fun fact about my run, I'm undefeated in the Picaram mirror so far. I've played it, I think, eight times, and I've won all eight of them, uh, which is pretty fun. Um, That's awesome. I, I've i seen barely any ADP, which has been kind of interesting. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think I've played like two or three of them. some pretty different players cup runs but yeah continue. i've seen almost entirely picaram and sunny scorch um with it huh. actually sunny scorch and eternatus are pretty close it's been like mostly picaram and eternatus and sunny scorch like maybe right behind eternatus and third um yeah. and i could just look at my sheet <laughs> sure and then a smattering of blacephalon as well but okay let's see one two three four seven, eight yeah eight picaroms um and like six eternatus and send a scorch so um yeah those are definitely the ones i'm seeing the most of the eternatus yep. builds and i've seen two adps in the whole event so far um the eternatus builds are wildly variable though like i will see an eternatus yes. i played two eternatuses today that played both turbo patch and crushing hammer um wow 
both of them ended up losing because they couldn't hit switch cards. <laughs> Maybe related, but <laughs> yeah, um, right. It was kind of frustrating to play against them, though. Like my opponent plays the turbo patch and like flips tails, and I'm like, all right, you know, we're in the clear. And then he plays two crushing hammers, knocks off both of my energy that I just used, did with my bolt on, and knocks out my bolt on. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks, man. <laughs> this sucks. And you still won that game. Yeah, he didn't attack the rest of the game because I knocked off his energy and started paralyzing him. <laughs> so... Gotcha. Gotcha. That's I literally, I think my the rest of my turns were like, I hit one out of my four hammers, but that was all I needed. Um, so I hit off his second, his VMAX's energy, um, and then yep. I double yell grunted, and then I Eldegoss for yell grunt. <laughs> so he literally never attacked again. <laughs> nice. That's pretty epic. It was epic, but he, I did have to sacrifice two bolt guns to get there. Um, well, but you got there nonetheless. I did. Um, yeah. Would you say that that was one of your most exciting games in the Players Cup three? Probably, but it was like a, I don't know. It feels so unsatisfying when your game is uh, exciting because your opponent is double crushing hammerheads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is. I wish this was easier, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of been the theme though. Is I've seen a lot of. A lot of Eternatus with different yeah. builds. Uh, the Picaroms always are pretty similar. Um, yeah. And the Senna Scorch, it's either like still Valley or it's not, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm curious um, with the Eternatus, what, what's been your record so far? Um, let me look at my losses. Yeah, because I've been finding that matchup to be pretty close to even, if not just a little unfavorable for Picarom, and I wanted to see if that was... Um, you know, true to kind of what your results would lead you to or not. Yeah, uh, I've, so... I've also faced just a ton of different variants, and, you know, certainly there are some that have maybe a little bit better of a matchup versus uh, versus Picaron, but I'm just curious from your perspective. Yeah, so I've beaten Eternus four times and lost to it three times. So, yeah. I, I, seven okay. Eternus, not the six I said earlier. So, yeah, pretty close. Um, it usually comes down to just, like, how fast the early game goes, honestly. Yep, um, yep. I often find actually that I'd rather, in some cases, go first. I don't know if you found that. No, like I, don't, against I actually don't feel like, like that. I, I feel like most of them are are trying to power excel right now. Um, yeah. Especially in the Picaron matchup, like the power excel is really good. Um, so yeah. I like actively go second. I go yeah, second I mean, every I game with Picaron. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I I choose to go second every game, but I feel like there have been games in the past where I've thought to myself hey it would be kind of nice to go first because then you could threaten that turn to tag bolt um which would be a way to kind of maybe get back in like get into a game that or, or aggress in a game that's otherwise really difficult to um you know pull out if it go if it goes too late yeah i so. i can like see it i just uh the power excel is just so good into peak yeah. i'm like and if i if i can force them to like waste their second turn on power accelerator i don't mind it as much um but if they get their power excel on the first turn then i know i can't knock them out the next turn um right and then they have like two eternities ready for two knockouts so right right yeah that's fair that's fair so um yeah i've had very different results in terms of matchups that i faced with pgram i've had a lot of adp uh, about 12, I think, games, <laughs> uh, individual games against ADP. Uh, and then Scent to Scorch, like you said, a lot of Scent to Scorch out there. And I have been seeing a lot of Sylvalley variants. Um, there was one I played this morning 
I only played one tournament this morning, but uh, there was a Sil Valley variant. You know, I was playing Picaram, so you're obviously trying to, um, you know, paralyze them and, and reset stamp. But I, they played two Mallow and Lana. Hey, the Sil Valley variants sure, do that, yeah. I, I thought for sure after the second one, like, that's it, you know, because if they can heal twice and switch twice out of peril, paralysis, you know, that should be a loss for, for Picaram, like every uh, every day of the week. But <laughs> managed to squeak that one out, so that felt really good. Uh, talk to me about what you're afraid of in Players' Cup 3. I think, uh, you know, for me, it's been, you know, Eternatus has been a pretty um, even to unfavorable matchup, but I felt pretty good about every other you know, matchup that I face regularly. Senna Scorch, ADP, you know, the mirror is a crapshoot, but also Luke Metal I felt really strong against um, for some reason recently. But are there any other decks there that I didn't name that you're maybe a little afraid of? You know, you mentioned playing a few Blacephalons. How have you been doing against those? And are there any other decks that you just don't want to see? I've been doing pretty well against Blacephalon, so I don't, I'm not really worried about that. Um... No, I think Eternatus is the deck that makes me the most nervous when I play against it, outside of maybe, like, some dedicated counter deck, like a, um, Excadrill or something. Um, sure. Outside of that, like, no, I think Eternatus is the scariest matchup. Um, it's really close, and the problem, I think, with Eternatus is, you know, you you don't really have any wiggle room, whereas I, th I feel like Picaram can squeak out a lot of a lot of matchups, um, even if it's like a little bit slower to start with. I mean, even ADP, like if you're able to strip an ADP of energy, um, and sometimes you can just get there. But Eternatus, especially if they play like goofy stuff like hammers, um, can really be scary. Um, yeah. Although I, I don't know if hammers is actually good in Eternatus or not. Um, <laughs> it just feels like you're clunking up your deck that's already kind of clunky and like. It can be, yeah, sure, sure. I, I do definitely prefer that kind of very streamlined Eternatus. And if I'm going to include some kind of disruption, I want it to be kind of an automatic disruption. So I think of things like Power Plant, or I think of things like um, uh, the... the um, what's, what's that one card? Dangerous Drill. Yeah, Dangerous Drill. Like things that are going to give me the desired effect every single time. Yeah, I think definitely like a more, I'm definitely a bigger fan of a more streamlined version of a deck like Eternatus. And I, I think that goes for like any deck with that kind of strategy, like the fill the bench strategy. Um, I prefer the deck to be as like streamlined as possible. Um, but, you know, it, obviously the hammers will get you some wins, just the nature yeah. of the cards. So, yeah. Um, I did play two rounds with Lucar on Metal. One I just completely swept. Um, and it was it's because I lost around one to an Eternatus with a crushing hammer, and I'm just like, yeah. I, I'm mad now. So I played a Lucario <laughs> Melmetal, and I completely swept. I played an Eternatus, another Lucario Melmetal with hammers, um, which yeah. actually I didn't play the hammers, so th I thought that was going to be a little sketchy, but um, I just, it turned out to be okay. I just yeah. ended up playing better than them, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I played against an Ore Beetle, which was like the cleanest Yo. sweep you could have had. So that was pretty yeah, funny. It, yeah, for sure. Um, That's funny. And then, I, so I was like, okay, yeah, Luke Metal is like looking kind of sick right now. And then I queued up again and I just instantly hit Santa Scorch and lose. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I'm like, all right, that was enough of that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, exactly. I honestly feel like with this metagame being the way it is, that has kind of what's allowed Eternatus to thrive. I feel like Luke Metal in a, in a, like a known meta 
is maybe a better play than it is in this kind of random meta because I've just been seeing a ton of Senta Scorch and you know Eternatus takes a generally favorable matchup to Eternatus or excuse me to Senta Scorch but a bad matchup against Luke Metal. So uh, I kind of feel like that might be why I've been seeing you know heightened counts of Senta Scorch and Eternatus. But <laughs> yeah, who's to say? But it's it's been fun though. I I enjoy playing Picarom. Um, I think it's the most fun deck in the format, to be honest. Yep. Um, like yep. I like the flexibility it provides. I like, um, I like having the Mewtwo's. I think the Mewtwo's a really fun addition. Um, you know, being able I do, to. Yeah, I do feel like I have to make decisions when I play the deck. Um, yeah, so it's pretty maybe, fun. Maybe I'll get roasted. You know, somebody can clip this uh, and, and post it around on on TCG Twitter. But um, I do feel like there are some choices that you know you can make with the deck that drastically improve um you know overall win loss ratio um i think of one actually being like whether or not you bench certain things so i've been finding myself trying to bench um the raichu and raichu pretty frequently uh, just so that i have that secondary attacker if i can't ever find the mewtwo because there have been a few games where you know i have the one mewtwo out and i just can't ever seem to get into that second mewtwo which is like optimal, right? You want to have the two Mewtwo's, assuming your opponent doesn't play, you know, Power Plant or Mimikyu or something like that. You want to just have the two Mewtwo's because they give you the most flexibility. But there are just times where that, you know, you're digging, you're digging, you're digging, and you just don't find it. Um, and so I've been finding myself trying to act, like actively go for the Raichu and Alolan Raichu when otherwise, um, you know, it doesn't make sense. And then the other thing for Pikaram that I've also been finding is just managing the bench space uh, has been a little bit of a worry, uh, there have been times where I've like definitely overbenched unintentionally, and um, I don't think I ever lost a game from overbenching. But there's been like, well, I I could get really screwed here if I, you know, if they hit the things that they need, like a reset stamp or something, and I don't draw a hard count of a supporter or an energy. So, um, yeah, those have just been a couple of things, and obviously, what to full blitz onto is uh, uh, can 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 be. Um, interesting at times you know generally you're gonna have a pretty clear route there but i've been finding sometimes it it actually is better to just go aggressive um put them all on the me too and just uh go ham like that yeah for sure um so, so where are you sitting at right now gw yeah i am sitting currently at 90 points um and i have 16 keys to go so i'm pretty happy with where i'm at right now and i have said on the cast, like if I can make it to that hundred point mark, I'm going to be happy no matter what happens. Um, and it looks like hundred points is pretty close to the cutoff. I mean, seriously, like we are getting, I'm at 90 points and that is good enough for like 190, 190th place. <laughs> so I don't know where the division was between players cup two and players cup three, but it's seeming like that hundred points, you know, we were kind of saying like, Oh, you know, get to a hundred and you'll be safe. Like that I'm seeing probably cut off in the mid nineties, which is just very high compared to players cup two. Yeah, that is ridiculous. And we, and we even saw that like early on that the the highest point scorers were much higher than the previous one. Um, yeah. So I don't really know what's uh what's at play there. I, I'd be interested to see if anybody's doing like any, calculations or running any numbers to see like what what's causing this discrepancy um is it something to do with the meta is it something to do with the players involved is it just 
randomness? Is it the number yeah. of players? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to think that there were just more players um, playing, right? That would be my initial thought where, you know, more players, presumably maybe more inexperienced players. Although I, I would, I have to say, I, I probably have only faced like two like layup matchups and I probably only had, you know, two like players that have noticeably misplayed against me, like where I know that they didn't make the right move. So honestly, at least in my run, like players have been pretty good. They played pretty good decks. And um, yeah, I don't know that that for me, you know, there being like a, a lower quality of player entering the tournaments. I don't know that that would be true for my run. Yeah. I, I would generally agree. The closest thing I had to like some sort of weird layup was uh, like Or Beetle, I guess. Like, that's well, not but even... then you were just playing the counter deck to it. I, I also play, actually play him in the next, uh, not the tournament after my second Lucario in my metal tournament. I keep the game with Beaker and I hit him again. Um, okay. <laughs> and then I beat him again. But, nice. um, <laughs> <laughs> but like even then, like Or Beetle's not a bad deck, you know? It's just like yeah. on the fringe of the meta. You know, I didn't play yeah. against any like weird theme decks. I feel like people keep I keep seeing on Twitter like people are like, Yeah, you know, you hit the theme deck and then you'll play a real deck and I was like, I haven't seen yeah. anything like, yeah. overtly yeah, you'll, you'll bad. Get there. You'll get there. My my best one my best one was my fourth cup, uh my first fourth tournament. I played against a Pikachu deck. Pikachu V though. I and it actually I think I have that one on stream. Pikachu V Max is um, like not the worst card ever. No, 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 but it was like Pikachu V deck, like they had a, a yellow theme deck and then they added like three Pikachu V and then oh, I they had see. one V Max oh, and like one uh one Pikachu and Zekrom tag team. Yeah. <laughs> oh there you go. But it almost almost won. I definitely dead drew that one. Uh, <laughs> still managed to, to clutch it out. So how are you doing, Riley? What's your um what's your tournaments played in total points right now? Yeah, so I'm at forty points with fifteen played right now. Gotcha. Okay, great. Well that's uh you're right on track. Yeah, I'm I'm not really worried about making it, um, especially if I don't DC anymore, because um, that 15 <laughs> plate is including three DCs. So, <laughs> yep. Um, yep, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, it can be stressful. You know, I see Mass Dave, you're saying in the chat, um, the whole process can be very stressful. Yes, that's true. Um, you know, we're but we're getting down to the last week, so if you still have tournament keys remaining, try your hardest and. Um, yeah, have fun. I mean, try to have as much fun as you can. Honestly, it, <laughs> it can't be stressful. I, I definitely uh, feel the pressure to perform. So for sure, that is not uh, that is, you're not alone in that. If you also feel that way. All right. Well, should we transition over to card of the day? I think so, Riley. What do you got for us? All right. Well, I'll also say if you're watching live, and you want us to answer your questions. Sure, drop those in the chat so that way we can get to those at the end of the cast. Um. My card of the day today is inspired. Um, I have been watching some streams and I've seen some legacy format. And of course, we've had some expanded events recently. And there's one really iconic card, in both of those formats. It's also a card that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, maybe you know where I'm going with this. And it's Plasma Freeze Execute. Um, this card is just straight up legendary. Um, this is the kind of effect um, so for context, for those of you who maybe are young listeners to the cast, um, I originally, the first TCG I played was Yu-Gi-Oh! And in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, like draw effects or like adding stuff to your hand is like pretty coveted. It's like a pretty 
costly thing usually to just like add a card to your hand. Um, so execute is one of those cards when I came to Pokemon that I looked at it and I'm like, this is ribonculus, man. Like this, <laughs> this thing, <laughs> this thing is like for sure banned. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, I also had that reaction when I read uh, Professor Sycamore. Like this is the most okay. insane card I've ever read in my life. Uh, <laughs> you get to draw seven new cards. What? I mean, if you show that to people who play some other card games, it would be like, "This is not real. Like this is not yeah. a real card." <laughs> um, but executes another one of those like rebonculus, like Pokemon only kind of cards. Um, yeah. It's for those of you who maybe don't know what execute does. It has the propagate ability, where if execute is in your discard pile without any cost, you can add it to your hand. Um, that's a really powerful ability for you know multitude of reasons. Uh, if you're playing like some sort of executor deck, you can always have your executes obviously to bench, uh, but more commonly you'll see it as like discard fodder. Um, so things like Ultra Ball, things like Quick Ball, things um, like Trade from Zorark or um, Diving Draw from Empoleon all really like this card. Um, additionally, in like a Zorark deck, it's a free bench sitter. So if you're at seven Pokemon on bench and you have an execute in your discard pile, uh, you can just grab that sucker out and bench that last Pokemon so you get to your damage cap. Uh, it's just such an insanely good card. It has so many uses. Um, when I was newer to expanded format, I always wanted to shove an execute into my deck. Um, and so to me, it's just super cool to see all the different ways that you can use it. The ways it's kind of like transcended formats that it's in, you know, in Legacy, it's super good junk arm fodder, um, which you can play in Legacy, which is super cool in and of itself. Um, in Expanded, it's really good for like Ultra Ball or Trade or, you know, Chinchino or any sort of like discard ability. Um, yeah. And, you know, also in Legacy of Weavile, which is pretty cool. And it's near and dear to me because Execute was a key component of my regional Swinning Zorark deck. Um, being able to trade for free is just ridiculous. Um, You're good. So just so such a cool card. Um, and I, I always say this, but I like it in the Pokemon TCG when, like, some more niche Pokemon get something cool about them. And, like, you know, like a Pokemon like Execute and even Executor in some cases, like, sometimes it's hard to justify having, like, an overtly powerful, like, GX or V for them. You know, it's, like, it doesn't really right. fit the theme, to be honest. Um right. But you can find cool ways, like with these support cards, um, and that's what that's what I like about Pokemon. Is like there's always a way to like make a Pokemon cool, um, and execute is another good way to like exemplify that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a really great point. <laughs> so let's jump in then to our last hit for today, and that's going to be Shining Fates. Uh, so if you've been playing yeah, TCGO over the last few days, uh, you may have caught some people playing their Shining Fates. Uh, boss's orders you may have caught them playing their shining fates uh, researches so you know it's out there and officially uh, in physical form is dropping on friday uh, for non-card game stores uh, this is a pretty exciting time you know and a lot of people have been waiting for this the scalpers have been waiting for this <laughs> <laughs> they've been uh, intense outside walmart waiting for this <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully not freezing out there um, you know, scalpers are people too, I guess. <laughs> That's, scalpers are people too. That's right. Um, so, JW, what, what are you excited for out of Shining Fates? Well, you know, sadly, it's not really a set of uh, the player. 
no, we're getting another kind of a stinker set. Uh, but <laughs> as these, set, you know, yeah. obviously very much, you know, for collectors, right? Uh, almost entirely for collectors. But we do get a couple of new, cool new tools. Um, one of them is, I think, probably the best single card um, in the set, and that is the Ditto that has uh, a very interesting little ability here, very reminiscent of, you know, well, there was, uh, let's see, there was a Ditto in the past that did the same thing? There was, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the ability Metamorphosis. Once during your turn, you may switch this Pokemon with a basic Pokemon V from your discard pile. Any damage counters, attached cards, special conditions, etc. Any other effects remain on the new Pokemon. So I kind of see this as potentially something for, you know, evolution decks or VMAX decks in particular to like have an extra copy of, um, you know, their, their Pokemon. Um, it's kind of that thing that you could, or, you know, potentially like you could play a tech Pokemon and get it back. I would look at a deck like potentially Lucario Melmetal that would want to recycle maybe a Zacian, or excuse me, a Zamazenta V, get that back from the discard pile. Good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a few niche uses. I don't think it's going to like shake anything up dramatically, but um, it could be the kind of thing where, you know, you look at a VMAX deck that like really needs to get out its uh, <laughs> its V on the first turn and it's maybe a little bit slower. So I would think of like a deck like Colossal that already plays for Colossal V and, you know, honestly, maybe would want to have that kind of fifth copy in a sense, right? You could draw into that Ditto V, play it down if you don't find a Colossal and then maybe you discard your hand and, you know, you had top deck the Colossal, right, V or something. So now you can swap it from the discard pile into play and you still have that energy attached and it's like you, you know, didn't miss a beat. I don't know. That would be one use that I would have for it as well. But um, in terms of other playable cards, we don't really get a ton. Um, there's a couple of new um, amazing rares. So the Veltal that has an auto knockout attack <laughs> that like, one's for super like cool. an absurd cost. It's ridiculous, but I can definitely see someone trying to make that work and expanded with some bizarre combo. Um, yeah, I think expanded is probably where it's at. You maybe look at standard as being a possibility with Nanu. Um, but even then, I mean, it's just so hard to imagine powering it up, you know, at least four attachments, maybe three, I guess, if you, uh, let's see, you would welder and then, yeah, attach it a twin and then a dark and a psychic. So I guess you could do it in three turns potentially, but then <laughs> your opponent could like completely play around it. Right. Cause they could just not drop a, a second three prize Pokemon. And then you're stuck doing, you know, these knockout attacks on one prize or two prize Pokemon and they just knock you out and all that investment is gone. So uh, <laughs> Evalto is certainly going to be something, you know, kind of cute. I would never say that it will be high tier by any means, but I'm looking forward to it as a little bit of a meme yeah, I mean, uh, I think in terms player. of Amazing Rares, the most playable one in, like, a deck is probably still Raikou, um, mm -hmm. unless you disagree. No, I think Raikou is, is probably where it's at in terms of playable Amazing Rares. And I also mean, you the have Jirachi, I guess, which... Yeah, that's why I Jirachi said in the context of a deck. Like, you can have a right, Raikou, right. you can have a Jirachi deck. Yeah, it's true. That's definitely true. We also have a... Kyogre that I'm actually more excited about as an attacker. Um, it's reminiscent to um, a Kyogre. I, I've just been on a kick because I've been trying to update my HeartGold SoulSilver stuff. I'll tell. I, maybe I can talk about that a little later in the cast. But um, there's a 
there's a like a Raikou Suicune legend or something. I, I forget. <laughs> anyway, it does like a spread damage. And that reminds me of this Kyogre. So this Kyogre, for just a ridiculous energy cost, like all the Amazing Rares, spreads 80 damage to each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. And um, that is like very strong if it just didn't have the crazy energy cost. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's definitely, I could definitely a strong attack. I could definitely see something like that being uh, being viable and expanded as well. For sure, for sure. W in Shining Face, what is the Shining card that you're most looking forward to? Yeah, the Shining card. I mean, there's a lot of really good choices. Um, you know, you look at, like, the... I, you asked for Shining, but, like, you look at the full arts. So I just want to mention them real quick. Like, the Ball Guy, I don't know what's going on. I, I didn't play the game, so, like, Ball Guy is such an enigma to me. Um, right. So, so Ball Guy is... He looks like a like a... Like a slim Pillsbury Doughboy with the Pokeball head. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand <laughs> it. And then you got Rose, who looks like, why, like Dad Bod Rose? Like, is that a thing? Like, they, I feel like they're highlighting his paunch, which I can relate to, but I just don't understand it. And then we, of course, got another Skyla card. Like, how many of those can they print? But my favorite <laughs> shiny card, I, you know, besides the Ice Cube, uh besides ice cube a joke by the way uh it's got to be the the double v the double v think, yeah with the inverse I think colors the double v looks sick man it's black it's like black and gray and white i don't know something about having that alternate form be kind of the polar opposite color i think just looks really slick that's pretty cool yeah so you know amongst the non-shinies, do you have any, like, particular standout cards? I mean, you mentioned the Ditto. Is there anything that's just, like, cool to you? Would you pick one of those full art trainers, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably go with one of the full art trainers, I think. Like, if I had a card to collect, maybe? Um, I, I think the Bird Keeper really just speaks to me as, like, a card that, like, tells a story. I don't know. It's really just a nice-looking card, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> you got the light coming in through the window, and he's fixing up his his little P-Dove cage. And, I don't know. That's just, I, I, I like it all. Um, yeah. I, I like the whole set, honestly, what they've done with these sword and shield based shiny sets. Um, really strong art. I, I mean, I hope that they do something fresh and new in the future, you know, after the sword and shield block concludes, like I hope that shinies go into a new direction, but while we've had them, I think they've been really cool and um, unique. Oh, for sure. For sure. So what about you, Riley? Anything that really catches your eye? um the rowlet is really cool um i'm a huge fan of rowlet as well if you're not aware so and i i like how he's kind of like angry almost <laughs> like, he does look a little angry <laughs> it's like something's kind of frustrating him <laughs> and i think that's really cute um shiny rowlet also just has like a nice color scheme it's just like a very pleasant to the eye um like soft kind of colors and i think that's really cool um plus i think Windshard rallet is just a cool card um i yeah. think i think the bird keeper bird cards are just kind of cool in general it's an interesting concept yeah, yeah um, exactly in terms of non shiny cards that i think are interesting um the concept of team yell towel kind of cracks me up um <laughs> like i don't know having a towel for a card is just very silly <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe not the yeah. silliest thing we ever got as a card, but I do like that. Um, yeah. 
I am also a fan of Dad Bod Rose. Um, I like how he's just kind of chilling, you know, on the beach. Just, just repping, repping for all of us. Well, repping for me at least. <laughs> so that's super cool. I feel but, like we um, also we'd be remiss not to mention the rusted sword card. Yeah, um, mask. The you know the item the tool card specifically for Zashi and V that lets you do thirty more damage. Um, you know, getting to two ninety with ADP, um, getting over those Mewtwo's, which I guess you could already do with Vitality Band, but um, you know, it's still a cool addition. Gets over the Raichu and Raichu maybe more relevantly. Um, so I mean. JW, do you think there's a, a place for Rusted Sword? We talked about this a couple months ago when it was first revealed. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think so. I I really don't think it's going to be like the end all be all um, of the meta, but I think you know certainly Rusted Sword is an option. Like you said, I think the most relevant use right now, when I look at you know ADP's matchups, would be into Pikaram. So you're able to um, you know make up the difference if if the pikaram had a uh had a uh had a tool attached a big charm you know <laughs> um you're able to cleanly one shot the raichu and alolan raichu so i think those two use cases for that one matchup probably will be included in, in i, mean, I think there's one other it. matchup where maybe more more relevant and that's um uh lucaro Mamoru. oh yeah to take away that yeah actually you know what fair enough I stand corrected. Yeah, that would be uh, good to overcome, you know, the double minus 30 effects yeah, that they just can have. Double plus 30. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, um, the granted, though, I mean, you do have tool removal to kind of deal with that, but same applies to, to Picaram. I'll be curious to see, like, what the place of Rusted Sword is. Um, I feel like it's it's got kind of niche use cases in current standard. Um, and I would happily yeah. be proven wrong, though. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely doesn't seem, you know, it's not that impactful, at least initially, on the, you know, a Scent of Scorch build, for instance. Um, right. You know, and arguably, you'd rather have Vitality Band so that your um, ADP can one-shot a, uh, one a um, Heatran. But I, I think Rusted Sword will probably stay in that, you know, one to two range. Um, like you said, you know, might also be good for the Lucario Melmetal matchup. And I think, you know, Lucario Melmetal in a kind of a closed environment is always a good play. So, um, you know, certainly if you're looking to take a better matchup against that, you can try out the Rusted Sword. For sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, Shining Fates is exciting, whether you're a collector or a player who just wants to bling out their deck. Um, yeah. It's always fun to get these little bonus sets. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the cool things about Shining Fates that you know, we didn't really mention because they're not really that playable, but like all the evolution V maxes are pretty sweet. Uh, just to have that extra option, I don't know that they'll ever matter ever, but <laughs> it's just kind of cute. Like, you know, the Crobat V uh, has a V max in the set, Cramorant has a V max. Um, yeah, they're just some, some cute little, um, it's definitely fun. some cute little things. And you know, with things like Memory Capsule, maybe there's some options here that we otherwise didn't have, but. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to these from a from a fun uh, fun deck standpoint. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Are you planning on opening any Shining Fates, Riley? I guess it depends if I can get my hand on any. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, I guess yeah, it remains no. to be seen. We'll see how my target fares. Oh, are you going to go out tomorrow? Uh, 
probably not. Isn't it coming out on Friday? The stores? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I meant Friday. Um, sorry, I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might. I might stop by. Um, yeah. between work and um, kind of my rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, man. Like he just. I couldn't find any um, any hidden fates. Yeah, I didn't look too hard. I wasn't like up at the crack of dawn, but um, you know, I like saw none of that in stores. And, I was able uh, to get a couple things of hidden fates. Yeah, yeah. I just I miss opening cards, man. I really it do. It is fun. Um, I like smelling them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I speaking of cards, I was going to tell talk about the uh, the cube project that I have going on. So my goal. I don't think I'm going to hit it, but it's kind of like my legacy goal for, for just Pokemon collecting is to fully rev out my wow. cube. Wow. I don't know if that's like an impossible goal. Well, it's certainly not impossible, but how much do I want to, you know, dump into the cube, but I'm, I'm kind of looking at it more as a work of art. So um, for those that don't know, I, I have a fully like completed uh, 360 card heart gold, soul silver only cube. And I'm just, I love that art style and I love the reverse hollows from that era. So if you haven't played uh, that far, you know, that long ago, they were just all hollow. So they didn't have any kind of pattern associated with them or on the, on the card. It was just a, a straight like sheet of hollow. And I just love that. That was about the time I was getting into the game and I just have a real nostalgia for those cards. So I'm at, you know, total cards, 360 and I have 85 reverses right now. So I'm trying to go. I have a big shipment coming in this <laughs> week. Uh, and so that's going to be boosted probably to that 150. But um, if you have any reverse heart gold soul silver cards that you want to trade or sell or, you know, do something with, let me know. Cause I'm looking for like all the little stuff too, you know, the Yanmas, the Cyndaquils, <laughs> the, you know, Machops, like et cetera, et cetera. Like I'm looking for all that stuff. For sure. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, I, I loved your Heart Gold Soul Silver Cube side. I like taking it I think to the it's next gonna, level. I think it's going to be beautiful. I yeah. think it's going to be beautiful when it's finished. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and it's much nicer when it's all like with reverses and stuff, when it's all uniform, right? Like when it, everything yes. is reversed, it's much better than when it's like a couple things. Yeah, no, I definitely, well, I at least want to get all the Pokemon, right? Because yeah. I have, you know, the primes are awesome. And they, like, I think the primes are some of the most exciting artwork cards for me um they just have that border that sparkles and just the way the pokemon is kind of um staged in the in the artwork just it's really eye-catching to me i know it's not everyone's favorite style but um i think yeah just having the reverses of the basics to go along with those amazing primes is really going to make this thing stand out what you still need to do with that cube is you need to put one half of a legend in there <laughs> yeah i still i stand by that that would be really funny i was thinking about adding legends as like a like a base mechanic like you get dealt out one legend or something but i don't know how to make them affordable because they're so expensive yeah <laughs> so expensive to get a legend like i have a couple of them but i would need probably the full i would need the full complement and then you're already thinking about you know okay you can't really use ho-oh you can't really use lugia um necessarily i mean they're just the first ones are pretty bad but then you got you know raikou entei entei suicune suicune entei and then you got dark rai cresselia you got rayquaza 
Deoxys. The Rayquaza one, Rayquaza Deoxys, which is so broken, probably in this cube format. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be okay. That wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you're really like dwindling uh, your options. Uh, I guess you have Kyogre. Isn't there a Kyogre in Groudon Legends? I'm pretty sure there is. I don't, in I don't any remember. Case, yeah, no, there's some sweet ones out there, but they're just, they're <laughs> really expensive. I feel you, man. Let's get into our questions today. We have a couple here. Um, so Manderson6545 asks, which was harder for you guys, letting go of your favorite deck that's no longer the BDIF or breaking up with a grade school significant other? I, let me see. I'm trying to think about my grade school significant others. Like we're talking grade school, like kindergarten through fifth grade. Are we talking grade school, like K yeah, through 12? Maybe through middle school. I don't know. Maybe through middle school. Yeah. I did have a middle school sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I remember we, let's see, we aimed a lot. Did, did you ever aim, Riley? Aim? No. Yeah. Like AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, I I did for like, yeah, a couple of months before like other things started to become more popular. <laughs> yeah. So we aimed a lot. Yeah, that was, those were good times. And yeah, I remember... Uh, that was my first like Valentine's. Speaking of like, we're coming up to, or we have just had, we just had Valentine's. <laughs> so, yeah, love is in the air for sure at the Crewall House. But uh, yeah, that was that was like one of my first Valentine's presents. We went out to the out to the Macy's and got you know some some chocolates. <laughs> so what's cute. what's more difficult than breaking up with that person or <laughs> dropping a deck? I think she broke up with me, so I, I'm gonna have to say that was deck. more difficult. Or okay, <laughs> yeah, getting broken up really with wasn't a... really a big deal to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have anything more than a fleeting experience in grade school, so I would probably say get dropping the deck was more difficult for me. <laughs> the worst is when, uh, yeah, that, that when it's like not. Not just when it's like no longer the BDF, but like immediately post rotation when it loses like some key tools, but like has some things that you, make you think it's salvageable. So you try to yeah. make it work, and it's just like, ah, uh, that's heartbreaking, man. I know. I've definitely had I definitely had decks like that in the past. Playing for ten years, you always are like, oh, oh maybe this thing could 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 make it out. <laughs> Rare, rarely does. I would say Pikaram is the exception, not the rule to that. Yeah. Um, Mirror Dove asks. With battle styles on the horizon, are you hoping for it to drastically change the meta, or do you like where we are now? I mean, I think we can improve things. I don't think that that's, you know, I think that goes without saying, but I think that there's a large contingent of people that um, maybe are a little, like, uh, from my perspective, and maybe this isn't your perspective, but from my perspective, there's a contingent of people that are very, very loud calling the format like garbage and terrible and uh you know one of the worst that they've you know or the worst format they've ever played in and i think that's a little bit unfair to the format i've been having a dare i say fun playing the pokemon <laughs> trading card game recently and i you know have had really exciting intense matchups uh in the players cup so i i think again i'm gonna just restate like we're not at the worst point that I've ever seen. It's not a great format. I would love for it to be improved. And I do think battle styles gives us a little bit of that improvement. And especially in the realm of deck building, I think there's a lot of deck building options that uh, battle styles gives us, but um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't think that this format is as bad as some people say. Yeah, I don't think this format is like notably worse than any of the previous ones from like last year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to be honest, so, um, I do, I do kind of want to see things shake up. I don't think battle styles will really shake things up too much. Um, like I'm sure the Urshifu will be a deck. Um, but Pigram is just too resilient, I think, to fall down to that, especially with the Mewtwo heavy strategies that people have been using recently. Um, so I'd be kind of surprised to see it be like pushed out of the meta um, or any of the other like existing decks at the moment. Um, One thing I will say though is that the Mewtwo, uh, the Pikaram strategy gets slightly nerfed by the introduction of Escape Rope. I just want to make that point you know known to the audience and, and that's a card that's gonna um you know certainly impact things a little bit but having that extra switch like right now there's only one way to get out your vmax or non-basic uh or excuse me non yeah whatever there you know we we have um just the switch there's obviously scoop up net but that's only for non-v pokemon non-gx pokemon so um you know something that gives us more switching you know obviously i look at escape rope we'll probably be in some way a bit of a nerf to Pikaram. And then, yeah, you just have, uh, like you said, the fighting stuff. But I don't think fighting on its own is what's going to be what kills Pikaram. I agree. Yeah, I think it's still here to stay. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we've, so. I think we've been wrong too many times to, to write Pikaram off this time. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think the game is still fun. You got to just appreciate it for what it is. Um, yep. And you know, hope that things continue to to improve. Like I think I think the later sets, like I think Battle Styles is a much more interesting set than some of the previous ones we've gotten. Um, maybe it's not the most impactful, but I think it's a lot more interesting, which to me is a good sign that like things are maybe headed in a better direction in terms of like card design. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it looks like they're putting uh, more effort into these support evolutions at the very least. Like we haven't, you know, aside from like, we're probably not going to see many stage twos uh, <laughs> main attackers, but um, yeah, they're putting some thought into what's going to be on your bench and what's going to support your, your main attacker. So I'm, I'm relieved by that. I agree. Yeah. I miss the days of, uh, of breakthrough artillery. Yes, I know. So many people do. <laughs> So, Mr. JW, do you have any parting words of wisdom for us today? Um, no, I just enjoy your last few keys. Have a good time uh, in Players Cup, uh, and if you've already finished, congratulations on making it through the gauntlet. Absolutely. Well, let us know how you all do with your Players Cup on Twitter. That's at Smiles with Riles, at Real John Walter, and at Tag Team Pokemon. And be sure to rate and review the podcast on your favorite platforms. It helps us get boosted up through those algorithms so you know how much we love algorithms. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your listenership. We appreciate every single one of you. And we will catch you next time. Peace. See ya.